We are so excited to have you here with us this morning. If you're new here today, we want to get connected with you. So go ahead and text CONNECT to the number on your screen. Here at MVCC, there are so many opportunities to serve. So go ahead and text SERVE to the number on your screen so you can see where God's calling you and get involved. This morning, we're going to start off our service by worshiping. Please join us as our worship leader, Mark, leads us in this amazing time.
fight Cause when I fight I will fight on my knees My hands lifted high Oh God, the battle belongs to you And in the night I will sing through the night Your prayer lifted high Oh God, the battle belongs to you Standing here in your presence In a grace is so relentless I am one By perfect love Wrapped within the arms of him In a peace and lasts forever Sinking deep In mercy see I'm wise Drawing close, stood by grace, and all my heart is yours. I'll feel you move, breathe you in, I lean into your love. I'm lost, you pursue me, lift my hand to see your glory, Lord of all, so beautiful, here in you I find shelter, captivated by the splendor of your face, my sin, the place I'm wide awake. Drawing close, stayed by grace, and all my life is yours. Oh, feel moved. I breathe you in, I lean into your love.
Strong and close, steadfast, raising all my heart is yours. I feel you move. I breathe you in and into your love. Is As we conclude the music portion of our service this morning, we want to continue to worship by giving. We try to make this as easy as possible, so you can either go to our mobile app or our website to give. We are ready to hear what Pastor Mike has to say through his word this morning, so let's jump on in. I'm really glad we could be together worshiping God uh, this morning at Missionville Christian Church. We just want to welcome you here. Uh, we're in the middle of a series through the letter of Philippians, um, written by the Apostle Paul, who was just an intriguing guy to me. His life was so on fire for God. He was so purposeful and so on mission for God, yet his life definitely had moments of stress and anxiety, which is something we all deal with. Um, what do you do when we are so overwhelmed with life and with a list of things we've got to do, or situations that just don't make sense, or maybe situations in life and circumstances that we just rather not walk through. What do we do when we feel that anxiety level and stress go to a DEFCOM 5? Well, Paul writes to that very issue. Um, there were two women in the community of Philippi that got into some conflict, and so Paul writes this section in verses 1 through 9 of chapter 4, um, to the um, purpose of solving the problem of what do we do when there's anxiety and stress and it may come in the form of conflict. Epaphroditus was a guy that Paul sent and said, hey, I want you to take this letter. I want you to go and, and bring healing to this problem between these two women. So we'll get there in just a second. But before we do that, I'm remembering a time in the Gospel of Luke chapter 10 where Jesus comes to Mary and Martha's house. It, it was a place that Jesus was not foreign to crowds were always around Jesus. This was a place that Jesus could go to and physically get some rest. He comes into Mary's home because Mary, I'm, Mary and Martha were there, obviously, and Martha had invited Jesus, gave him an invitation to come to their home. So as Jesus was approaching the home, Martha was in all this preparation about wanting things to be just right for Jesus. Jesus comes in and sits down, and there's a lot of hustle, there's a lot of bustle going on in the kitchen, pots falling from the cupboards, uh, boiling water that's just, you know, boiling over and uh, dropping things in there, scurrying, a lot of moving around. And Mary is in the other room sitting at the feet of Jesus, having this moment of just sitting in his grace. Martha is getting ticked off. She's really getting mad. And uh, the stress level and anxiety level is now climbing from within her. And um, oftentimes, you know, when I've heard Bible studies and sermons about this, I've heard a lot of what I call Martha bashing. You know, Martha, how could you be so stressed out and so anxiety filled? Jesus is in the house. Why weren't you sitting at the feet of Jesus like Mary? Well, I guess, you know, we could take that argument, but got to be real about this. If Jesus were coming to my home, I would vacuum. You know, I'd wash down the walls. I want to make sure there's enough, you know, snacks for Jesus and lemonade. And I just, I want Jesus to be comfortable in my house. So I can't falter for that. But unfortunately, she was so wrapped up in the preparation, the anxiety level inside of her was ruling her life at that moment. 
In fact, it got so bad that she goes after Jesus. Jesus said, send Mary in here. Don't you see that I'm doing all this work myself? Now just hold that picture right there. I don't know exactly what was going on between these two women in chapter 4, verse nine, verses 1 through 9, but got to believe as the conflict was rising, the anxiety level was rising. And how do we deal with that? So um, verses 1 through 9, Therefore he writes, My brothers and sisters, and I love this, of whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Eudia and plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. So there was some conflict between the two of them. Yes, he says, and I ask you, my true companion, Epaphroditus, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of the co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Verse 4, rejoice in the Lord, always. And I will say it again, rejoice, exclamation point. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of all peace will be with you. So there's some conflict going on. There's anxiety that's rising. Stress is getting to its level, DEFCOM 5. And we read here um, also as we're referring back to Mary and Martha's situation, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress in their home as well. Now, as Paul said, look, Paphroditus, go, I want you to bring healing to this. He gives a direct command here in verses 4 through 9. He says, notice he says, do not be anxious about anything. I looked up that word anything in the Greek, and it's translated anything. It doesn't mean don't get stressed out about certain things. Don't let, let anxiety overwhelm you, just a few things. Man, do not be anxious for anything. I think the lie... And the deception that I think sometimes believers in Christ have is that Christians should never, ever be stressed. And Christians should never, ever have anxiety because we have the peace of God, man. We got the Holy Spirit in our life. There's no reason we should ever be stressed out and anxiety-filled. Let me just share with you about an anxiety attack. About uh, 15, 16 years ago, there were some circumstances um, going on in my life that was allowing me to cause myself to get into a place of a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. I went up um, upstairs in our bedroom one afternoon. It just, I, I just needed to lay down and, and rest and take a nap. And as I did that, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, because I had been allowing myself to be driven by a lot of anxiety and fear and uh, a lot of stress over those past uh, few weeks, all of a sudden, laying down on my bed, I just felt the walls were, were coming in, and I felt like the ceiling was falling down on me. I mean, I literally, in that moment, I had an anxiety attack, didn't really know what was going on other than I felt like I was going to die. Now, I immediately went to a place of taking a few deep breaths and praying and asking God, you know, rescue me. I shouldn't feel this way. 
I shouldn't have anxiety to this level. I shouldn't ever have that much stress. Do you remember September 11th, 2011, or 2001, President George W. Bush was visiting a small elementary school in a classroom. One of his advisors came up very quietly and whispered into his ear, Mr. President, the second plane has hit the World Trade Center. America is under attack. I would say in the same way that the enemy is attacking Christians where we are allowing ourselves to be driven by anxiety and stress and the world then misses the opportunity to see the love of Jesus and the peace of Jesus in our life. Um, let me tell you about Carrie really quick. Carrie was a spectator at the Boston Marathon. She was 20 yards away from the finish line as she was watching the race and all of a sudden, um, as you might remember, this huge explosion. Uh, people are screaming and running and bleeding. It was just a horrific moment. Um, she describes in her story that every day now, because of that particular moment where she was, she wakes up with anxiety and stress every day of her life, trying to deal with that and often feeling like a failure. Let me tell you about Maria. Maria's husband left her after 22 years of marriage. Ever since he left, she has nothing but fear and anxiety and stress that, as in her, her words, get the best of her. She said this, My sense of security and my sense of strength are now gone when my husband left me for another woman. Let me tell you about Chandler. Chandler served our country and served well in Vietnam. Every day now, he deals with some level of stress and anxiety because of PTSD, remembering his friends on the battlefield. Let me tell you about Belinda. One breakup after another, loneliness is eating her away. Wanting so much to be married, but just so stricken with anxiety because she's not married, she struggles every day of her life. So what does God hold for 2021? What, what is God allowing? What is God doing? Stress and anxiety can get the best of us. Will I finish college? Will I get my degree? Will I ever marry someone? Will I get the person of my dreams? Will my kids have to go to back to school online? Will I ever pay off this mortgage? What about the end times? Are we in them now? How do I deal with my neighbor that's stressing me out every weekend? We could go on and on. The reality is we deal with anxiety and stress, don't we? And here he says directly, do not be anxious. Well, yeah, okay, I got it, Mike. I understand to not be anxious, but how do I not be anxious? Now I'm anxious because how am I supposed to not be anxious? And I feel stress. I want to go back to Mary and Martha here real quick in Luke chapter 10. I think where we get in trouble is that we oftentimes, I'm sure you can identify with this, when we allow anxiety to drive us from the inside out, that's when we misstep the peace that God desires for us to be ruled by. So I think the danger zone here of allowing anxiety to drive our life comes when, number one, we go from managing people or situations or life to manipulating. Why do I say that? Because I'm thinking about when Martha was trying to manipulate Jesus. Jesus, 
get Mary over here to help me. Don't you see I'm doing all this work myself? She went from managing, nothing wrong with her preparing for Jesus being in her home. She was the one that invited Jesus to enter her home. But now she went to manipulating the situation and circumstance. And I'll tell you, I've seen people, even in the church, over and over again, struggle with controlling, manipulating others, or trying to control a situation. When we try to control somebody, or we try to control a situation, that brings on that anxiety within us, and now we're ruled by that. Um, Number two is this. I think very clearly, um, Martha switched from a rule of get to, to now a rule of I have to. Now I have to prepare for the Lord. I have to wash these dishes. I have to prepare the meal. I have to get the house perfect for Jesus to come. When we are ruled by have to rather than get to, we allow stress and anxiety to rule us. So how do we be led by the Spirit? How can we be led by the Holy Spirit and not led by have to do things? Well, here's here's what I do. Um, And I'm working on this in my own life. I certainly haven't uh, arrived at any place, but I'm working on it. I've made a list of everything I have to do. And then I ask myself the question, and I use a a very small book like this. All this is just a list of things I have to do. Now I ask the question, do I really have to do these? Or second question, do I get to do these? See, I think that's where Martha blew it. She was work, 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 instead of seeing the work in the light of worship. And I think that's easy. We all do that at times, don't we? Instead of, I get to love my neighbor. I get to be kind to the guy next door to me. I I get to go to a job tomorrow morning. I, I get to serve my wife. I get to be in a life group at Mission Vale Christian Church. I get to be married. I get to be single. I get to receive an education. And unfortunately, I think what we do is we move those things into have to, and then it becomes anxiety-filled for us. Number three is this. I I think when we become, a danger zone is we become a victim of our circumstance. I think that's what Martha was doing. Lord, get her in here to help me. I'm doing all the work myself. Don't we do that? We play the victim. Bad place to be. When we center on ourselves and anxiety, when I look at that word, A-N-X-I-E-T-Y, the middle of all that is I. When I set myself up, when I get in the middle of all this and start focusing on I and me, and I allow myself to become the victim, I get into a bad place. And now all of a sudden, anxiety rules me from the inside out. Number four is this. I think um, the danger zone is that we put a level of high expectation on others or circumstances. I think that's what Martha was doing. She was simply had to have everything just perfect. And her level of expectation was so high that now anxiety was ruling her from the inside out. So this is, this is the way I see this very simple, this, this text. And you know what Paul is saying really clear, don't do this, don't be anxious, But he doesn't say don't do this without giving us something else to do. Here's where I see Martha. Martha moved into a really dangerous place because she was moving into a place of directing. 
She was sitting in the director's chair with her arms crossed, feeling the victim, level of expectation, all those things that we went through. But now she was starting to direct, direct everybody. She was even trying to direct the Lord. I mean, how crazy is that? But that's where she was allowing, unfortunately, anxiety to rule. In this context, in this season, Mary chose what was better. You know, I used to think this text, when I've heard sermons and Bible studies on it over the years, I used to think, you know, Martha was bad and Mary was good and it was work versus worship. But you know, I really felt like the Holy Spirit was showing me something as I was studying this and preparing this. He really spoke to my heart about it's not work versus worship. It's seeing the work as worship when I take those moments to just simply sit at his feet and enjoy him. If I'm not taking those moments to just enjoy Jesus, to just quietly sit with him, I will forever be ruled by the tyranny of the urgent. And we've all done it. I've done it. I still struggle with it. So here's Here's where I want to move. Here's where I want you and I to move today. Get out of the director's chair, man. Don't be directing and controlling everybody else. Instead, those seasons, those moments that are best when we can now sit at the feet of Jesus and we can simply listen for his voice. We can simply sit in his presence. Well, you might be asking yourself the question, well, what do I do when I sit? Well, the latter part of that section is really clear. He said, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent, all those things, I want you to think about those things. When I think of those things, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is true, praiseworthy, excellent, all those things, I think about Jesus. I think about Him. And so taking those seasons of meditating on those attributes of Christ and just sitting at His feet, I found doing more of this, the anxiety level drops. And I'm not ruled by anxiety. He said really clearly, rejoice. Rejoicing is a choice. So what are we rejoicing in? Rejoicing in that text says rejoicing that our names are in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are loved by God. You are chosen by God. God has His hand on you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Whatever happens in this life, He's got you covered. You have heaven. You have the promised Holy Spirit, forgiveness of sins. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Those are the things that bring us joy. And when we focus on those, the anxiety level comes down. Let's pray. Father, I just... I thank you, God, for the text um, today that is so crystal clear. God, I pray that you help us to get out of the directing chair. Help us to take those moments to be at your feet and to see the work, God, that you've given us to do every day, each day. Help us to see it in light of worship. I just thank you, God, for your word is so clear in Romans 12 when you tell us that our whole life is worship, God. And, and we just pray, God, that we can move to a new level. And God, anyone out there that might be listening to this or might be seeing this and, and hearing this, this message, God, 
I just pray, God, you'd reach down into their heart and remind them that, God, you died on a cross. You sent your very best, your son. And rising from the dead, thank you for the guarantee of eternal life. We just receive you. We're so grateful that we can know you personally. Our prayer, God, is that you would strengthen us and empower us in all this. In Jesus' name, amen.